This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Tonight, Andrew Fafita's response to suggestions he's supporting a convicted killer. Gerds is here as we get you ready for the Bulldogs' uh, South Clash and look back at the Broncos' ugly but effective win. Bernard Tomic is fine and the return of Brent Reed's mail. Welcome to the Rush Ah, uh, Yes, indeed. Welcome aboard. Wet conditions at ANZ Stadium. We can't call this one, but uh, it's a game the Bulldogs, uh, unless they were to win by 44 or more, uh, not really much incentive for the Dogs here. Uh, if they were to win by 44 and more, they'd move into the top four tonight, but the Cowboys still with the game in hand. Otherwise, fifth, sixth or seventh is where they appear Destined to finish. Hello, Gerds. Hello, Dan. It does affect who they might play, though. Obviously, mm. um, you know, they would like to finish fifth, you would imagine. You'd rather play... I, I'd imagine uh, finishing fifth, you'd rather play eighth than, you know, sixth being seventh, pl- probably playing Penrith, because you know, it's either going to be the Tigers or the Titans in there mm. um, in in that eighth spot who probably aren't travelling as well as some of the other sides in the top eight. So, fair bit to play for tonight for the Bulldogs. Tough Tough ask against an informed Bunnies, though. Yes, indeed. We'll get the odds with Joel Kane a little later. It's pretty tight. But most importantly, the chair, we've left it empty for Ola. four weeks. Is it Ola? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Brent Rui, welcome back. <laughs> we thought we'd lost you to Brazil forever. Welcome back. Back, Dan. It's great to be back. I've missed you, Blake. So I've got to say hello. I heard I had a few spies around, Dan, while I was away. What'd you hear? I heard that Gerds. Oh, come on. you knifed me a few times. No way. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> it just, it's, it's obviously, it's just a term of endearment, really. To, to be knifed at Triple N just means we love you and you're oh, one of the two. Right. Okay. If we I leave you alone, much, no must, one likes you. I must be much loved by the sounds of it. Oh, Gerds. we love you to death, mate. <laughs> Let me guess the spies, either Mama Reed or Kylie Reed. No, no. No, it wasn't actually. No. Kyle's would never. Oh, he go, go, he hey, won't give you up his sauce. Ky- what Ky- about that? Oh, Always yeah. on the job, Reedy. Dan Kylie would never knife Gerds. He's a big fan. <laughs> <Not> mm. really. <laughs> How was Rio? Oh, it was fantastic. Great time. Uh, based at Copacabana Beach for a couple of weeks or three weeks and then had a couple of days off afterwards on the beach and it was really good. It wasn't as... I saw one mosquito in a month then. <laughs> It was a media beat up the Zika virus. Yeah, right. You and media, mate. <laughs> media Honestly, beat up, you Dan. Media. But uh, no, it was a great experience. I was there for all Usain Bolt's gold medals. I was there mm. for the soccer final. It was fantastic. And did you enjoy the beach volleyball? Because every time that we saw <laughs> Brett Reed reporting, it oh, had something to do with bikini clad women playing hitting balls over well, look, the nets. Well, I mean, it's a great sport. There you were 26 know, other sports already. I've always said that's a great sport. Mm. It needs more coverage. You know, in life, I reckon you need to, you need to push one minority sport. And mine's <laughs> beach volleyball. <laughs> Everyone needs to have one minority sport. They give a push. You, you know the men play it as well, Reddy. Oh, do they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it must have been great to finally meet Usain Bolt. Oh, yeah, we're, we're best buds, Dan. Yeah. I turned up at the racetrack to uh, to interview someone else, and Usain was there. I spent two hours just basically stalking, stalking. Usain Bolt. Mm. At the end of it, I wandered over to him. I said, Usain, I'm from Australia. You love Australia. How about we have a chat? He said... That's not the way we do it, man. And turned his back and walked away. <laughs> well, if you're going to get rejected, you might as well get yeah. rejected by the best. It's a good Jamaican accent. Do you like that? Yeah, you know. I've told that story a few no. times. It's the first time I've ever heard him reject someone. He's the nicest bloke <laughs> in the world, you say, Bob. <laughs> I hope that but he, some people do. Oh, yeah. Let's, yeah. There's this weirdo in the corner <laughs> filming him with his phone for two hours and honestly, asking for say something. Rudy was telling us what for two reckon? hours he's filming him. What do you think you say <laughs> going to do? He's the only bloke there. This is the uh, <laughs> Rush Hour on Triple M. We do it for the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final at ANZ Stadium in Sydney. Be part of history. You get your tickets now at nrl.com slash tickets. We're talking Andrew Fafita next. 
This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Hey, it's Triple M Rush Hour on a Friday. Totally Workwear bring us Rugby League on the show. They don't just do workwear. They also have a great range of hospitality gear. Find your local store at totallyworkwear.com.au. Now, we don't normally call Friday Night Footy, and that's the case tonight. But as of next week, all the finals, doesn't matter what day, what time, we'll be calling them all here on Triple M NRL. How good. We're thinking next week, well, who knows, but possibly Melbourne or Canberra is where we'll be. Yep. We don't know. It could be Sydney as well. So uh, yep. we, we're basically Brisbane on Sunday is basically where we think we're going to be. Dan. I'm tipping Melbourne Friday night. You think so? I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, th- that'll all be decided. Um, we, we left the show yesterday. Gal was in your chair, Gerds. Mm-hmm. And where we left the show yesterday was it was acknowledged that Andrew Fafita had a connection to a uh, criminal figure. We didn't know who. We didn't know what the circumstance was. So that's where we left it. And I think the feeling was, and I, I would guess now the feeling is this, before we get into the meat of this story, that if a player is friends, childhood or otherwise, with a criminal, it is his right, Gerds, to continue that friendship in private. Um, if it means going to see them in jail, it's actually a fairly reasonable... Uh, I think it's, it's it's a reasonable request for a player, even if he is a public figure. Do you... Uh, Absolutely. I think the public would agree with that sentiment. No problem with that. But then after we finished the show, it was... Uh, revealed that uh, it was Kieran Loveridge, the figure that the gal has an uh, that uh, Fafita has an association with, and again, if they're childhood friends and it's done in private, I think people again would be reasonable enough to say, okay, they can continue that association. But Gerds, I think once something is written on an armband and a public demonstration is made, that's where any support for Fafita would be lost. Yeah, I, I just feel for the family in this situation. That, you know, it's all brought back up again, and that, that's essentially what it does, Dan. Professional ath- athletes they have they have a a, a long um, and and wide reach when they when they go on. And they play in front of you know how many people on Channel Nine, how many people on Foxtel, and so whether or not there was a lot of people that recognised what the message was about, uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, probably the inner sanctum knew what it was all about. We certainly didn't. Didn't no. mean anything to me. But now the fact that it's been brought up, and uh, it, it's certainly, um, I, I think it's out of line. And um, and I hope the NRL make you know a real statement and, and make a stand on um, you know some accountability there from from Andrew and uh, send a message to everyone else in the game that you know we it's not what we're about, and it's um, and it's. You know, it certainly shouldn't be done in in the future. I mean, I think Dan, the, you know, the issue has become what was written on his arm. Now, I think at the end of the day, that's semantics. Whether it was free, Kieran Loveridge, or whether it was forgive Kieran Loveridge, which is the suggestion now that the F the F in that in those three letters stood for forgive rather than free. I, you know, I think that's semantics. I I just don't think he needs to put that sort of stuff on his arm, especially now. Obviously, everyone knows what the message was. I'm, I'm a bit with you guys. I I think blokes should be able to to go and visit childhood friends, people I've known for a long time because, you know, don't we want, don't don't we teach our kids to be loyal, to show loyalty to their friends, to, to treat people how you want to be treated and I think, you know, that's what Andrew's sort of done to an extent in that he's been loyal to someone he's known for a long time but when you go and take that onto the footy field and publicise it, that's when I think it's crossed, it's crossed the line. Uh, let's have a listen to Shane Flanagan. He talked about this today. 
Oh, look, I'm not going to go into it. The police and the NRL involved, I haven't been briefed on any information on, on it, so I'm not going to speculate. Uh, the club will be putting out a statement in the next hour or two. Um, and once again, as I said, there's, a, there's some police information and NRL have got that. I haven't been given any information, so I'm not going to comment on it. I'm have here. you spoken to Andrew? Yeah, of course. He trained this morning. Um, spoke to him yesterday. So he's been given a warning and... Um, then I will speak to him. I'm not quite sure when, and uh, I think the police have spoke to him too. So, and is, is it a distraction though? Is it a distraction for oh, going into a yeah, game? Without doubt, mate. Without doubt, you know, I'm ter terribly disappointed. Um, you know, the whole situation. Um, as I said, I haven't slept for two days, but it's not about me. It's about the team, and you know, about these other issues that are, are really important. But as I said, it's not for me to, me to comment here tonight, me today. I mean, it's an issue that resonates in rugby league, Dan, because the Kelly family have actually got a relationship. Uh, you know, obviously Thomas was the the victim of this situation. The Kelly family's got a relationship with people in rugby league. The younger brother, mm. Parramatta held a minute silence for the younger brother earlier this year when they played the West Tigers. And Todd Greenberg has a relationship with that family. So it's th this whole saga has resonated, I think, a lot more in rugby league circles than perhaps it would have been if, um, you know, those those guys didn't have an association with the game. But they've got an association with... The man at the very top of the game. So I think mm. this is. It's, I know Todd Greenberg's reached out to the fa the family, the Kelly family, over this. Yeah. What do you anticipate will be a punishment, a reaction? Can you punish a player uh, for? I think the the one of the punishments is probably the the one that they're going to serve, and that's what the one Flanagan already spoke about is the dis disruption has been between. Uh, probably the camp and the team in in what's going to be the, one of their biggest games for the season, playing for the minor premiership next next uh, tomorrow night. So there's already something there. I would imagine that's already been a disruption and a punishment, and I think possibly you know some sort of fine. You know, make a statement and, and make sure that this doesn't happen again. Well, you think you're saying off here. You think perhaps this will be the end of written messages on arms. Oh look, I, I I'd like to see it, Dan. I, I personally would like to see it, but there, I, I know there's a lot of guys that do a lot of good. Gal, I think writes you know the names of names. some of the kids, and I. And I think there's some some good in it, but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be um, offended if we saw no more writing on it. Well, arms. maybe at least get it approved. Hey, NRL, can I write this on my arm? What's it for? Well, it's actually for a kid who's who's suffering. Well, is I think okay? Todd Greenberg today said they would not ban writing on the arms. That that would not happen. Okay, this is the shark statement. Both the club and Andrew are totally in line with the police on the NRL in wishing to protect the game from criminal infiltration, and Andrew is fully aware of the need for him to accept the directions given to him. In relation to assertions that the letters worn by Andrew on his armband earlier in the season in any way refer to Loveridge being freed, the player vehemently denies them. To the contrary, while acknowledging that he has known Loveridge since childhood, Andrew states, I fully understand and accept the seriousness of the crime committed by Loveridge, the devastating it has had on the Kelly family, and the need for Loveridge to serve his time. Well, Andrew hasn't said that, by the way. That's a, that's a PR person who's written that for him. I want to extend my sincere apologies to the Kelly family for any distress caused to them by having this tragic matter back in the media. Well, Andrew, you did that on your own, but um, probably a dumber footballer you couldn't find. <laughs> Oh, honestly, go through the Andrew Fafita rap sheet. Yeah. Here's a bloke that crowed about a contract with Canterbury and had it terminated. Yeah. Uh, said he could, because didn't he say, oh, I should have gone to rugby instead? Yeah. Uh, he jumped the fence with his brother and attacked or verbally abused a junior referee. Yep. Yeah. This he, is the dumbest yeah. rugby. This could be the dumbest rugby league player that God's ever put breath into. He's probably on the podium, Dan, if, Dan, if I can use an Olympic uh, uh, mm. slogan. Um, yeah, no, he, look, he, he needs to grow up. Let's be honest. Andrew, Andrew Fafita needs to grow up and he needs to get his head screwed on and, and work out 
what he wants to do with his life because he's making a lot of mistakes and he continues to make them and he doesn't learn. And, and it's okay when, you know, you're up on a pedestal and you're, and you're playing it and, you know, you're at the top of your game and you're playing first grade and you're representing your, your state, but that ends at one point, Dan, and as you said, you've got to have your, your shit together and uh, even the way that he plays on weekends. I mean, ex-players, I don't know anyone that likes, everyone respects the way that he plays because, he, you know, he, he rips in, he defends well and he runs hard. Mm. But some of the antics he gets up to on weekends as well, Dan. I mean, he just um, he's just a guy that I think, you know, like anyway, you guys, just needs to have a good look at himself. We all feel desperately sorry for the Kelly family. Yep. Have they not suffered enough where they have to be, you know, treated to this on the front page yeah. of the paper? This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Uh, to the tweeter who suggests, uh, wants to have a crack because I suggested the statement was made up, I'm suggesting the sentences were so perfectly constructed that it wasn't Andrew Fafita that said those words. I'm sure he's sorry, or at least is saying that he's sorry. But uh, this is a, a, a common, as you would know, Reedy, with press statements, a common thing that the perfectly uh, mm. produced quote is often just written by a PR person and signed off on by the player. It doesn't really matter. No. But just that's to uh, reply to that tweeter. Yeah. What's coming up in Reedy's mail? Yeah, a little bit of Benji. Benji news, Dan. A um, little bit on Kieran Foran. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, Dan. Can you sell it a bit better than that? I mean, <laughs> fair income. Oh, sorry. Well, it's a, big weekend okay. for, it's a big weekend for a lot of footballers, Dan. It could be the end of their careers. We don't know yet, do we? Reedy will tell us mm. yes. if Aaron Woods is going to play on Sunday. Ooh, oh, yeah. there you go. Well, hang Can on. I say that? Steve Mascord's just uh, texted me. Oh. He doesn't do anything on Fridays, by the way. Yes, I will tell you that. Okay, let's do this. Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au Sports update. The Socceroos 2-0 win over Iraq sets up a big clash next week against the UAE in Doha, I believe. So certainly over there. Got some good young talent coming through, Ange, hasn't he? The Socceroos. Wasn't it a joy to see the Socceroos have a good win yep. and not need Cahill to get yeah, them out yeah. of the jail? They'll use him. They'll probably use him next week. But um, yeah, they've they got some really talented Wasn't young players. Bob's full of praise great... for Rogic. Yeah, and Juric uh, as well. They're, he's doing wonderful things overseas. Rogic, not 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 Boz. Celtic, <laughs> Celtic, you mean? Celtic, yeah. Well, yeah, now they were all excited last night. The commentators because Japan, Japan are upset by UAE, but this actually could cause more harm than good because now it means. There are three serious players for these two qualifying spots. Australia, UAE, yeah. they're the ones who beat Japan, so they would seem to be the real deal. And Japan. We'll be, be right better off. I'm sure we will, we'll but be it'd be right. better off. You'd want... Well, two go through, don't you they? You want two to cruise through, don't you? you want it makes two to, life easier. If Japan yeah. are going to go through, you want them to win every game they play, yeah. except for when they you'd, play you'd the You'd hate to come up against Japan that last game, and they're desperate, need to win. Anyway, the main thing is Socceroos won, they got on the board, and next week uh, they play UAE. One of our Paralympians has tested positive for drugs. Cyclist Michael Gallagher has been banished from the Rio Games because of an EPO test uh, that was uh, positive. The Sydney rain may stop Winks from being run in tomorrow's Chelmsford Stakes. Winks is oh. currently on a 10-race winning streak. What's Richard going to tip then? <laughs> no, we've banned him for tipping the dollar, oh, $1.16 pops. Good. Um, and at the US Open, Nick Kyrgios is into the third round. Meantime, Bernard Tomic has been fined ten grand. For his, uh, what did he say, Dan? I haven't day. caught that. I, <laughs> they, I haven't got the full dialogue from the. Oh, I'm not going to say it. Uh, was it good? 
It's a good sledge. It's a good sledge. But it was to a fan. <laughs> it was outrageous. Dan, in okay. terms of Have dumb... we got it, Tom, in the system? Oh, is he on your podium? Is no, he? No, we haven't Is he on your podium? He's on the podium. Chef sang about it in South Park, what what Tomic said. You have to tell me in the breakdown. To do with... What? Have we got it? Okay, th- basically, on. this is what B- Bernard Tomic said, but in the words of Chef. Say, everybody have seen my balls, they're big and salty and brown. If you ever need a quick, pick me up, just stick my balls Here in your go. mouth. This is what Bernard Ooh, said. Suck on my chocolate <laughs> salted balls. Stick them in your mouth and suck them. <laughs> really? <laughs> Not the chocolate and the salty <laughs> part. <laughs> oh, Bernie. So there we go. Really? Apparently Merrick did that gag, so we've pinched that off Merrick. Oh, uh, this is the Rush Hour. That was a sports update for Magic Glass. Dog South. We'll talk about that next. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Triple M, it is the Rush Hour getting you home on a Friday night, and we'll be calling the blockbuster tomorrow between the Dragons and the Knights. Mm. Captain's challenge Captain, day. Well, it will be interesting, Dan. What do you think? Of, what do you think of last night's game? The Broncos in pressure last night, Dan. Uh, well, well, let me ask you, the expert. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, I was hoping you saw something I didn't. No, I was. Um, I was a little bit surprised. Do you not I think? Knew... Do you not think Melbourne that was a serious win last week? Do you not think that took it out of them? Yeah. Uh, they've got yes. The, you know, bigger fish to fry next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, possibly, Dan, but, um, you know, confidence is a big thing and momentum's a big thing and they haven't got a lot of it and I just thought that they, they needed to rubber stamp that win last night with just a... They didn't need to blow the roosters out of the water because they were always going to put up some good resistance. But I just think the way that they played, you know, they, they sort of really tried to go around and finesse their way through the roosters and they got there in the end. Mm. You know, there was a little bit of luck in that involved, but um, they certainly didn't blow through the roosters and and have a convincing, uh, you know, and, and then shut down the game the way that I thought that they probably would have wanted to going into the finals. They got the job done, and it's good for Corey Parker to finish up there on a win. But um, I don't think not a convincing by, you know, game by any means. Don't you think, Gerds, they can take a bit out of the fact that they were, quote, what were they down? 14, 14 nil. You know, it's their biggest win in a decade, a biggest comeback win in a decade. Well, I mean, yeah, surely they can take something out of that. The fact they were 14 nil down, kept their composure and turned the game around, and in the end ran out, I mean, you wouldn't say easy winners, but reasonably convincing winners of that game. And there's a bit they can take out of that, I would have thought. I think it's a sign of their roster, though, too, Reedy. Like, you got a couple of players there, and they do the same. They, they're they capable of doing that. Corey Oates just pulls something out yeah. of nothing. you got James Roberts, who, you know, uh, is got a couple of good opportunities last night, but didn't take all of them, but got one to, to uh, got a result on one. And then Milford again, you know, just makes something out of nothing. So they've got a roster that can do that. But, uh, uh, you know, holistically as a team, no, I thought they were pretty poor. I mean, I think they're the only side outside, and I think they'll finish fifth. They're the only side outside the top four that can win it, surely. Do you agree with that? No. Really? No, I don't. Oh, yeah. Who well, else? Well, well, look, I um, I, I, I think that someone from the top four is gonna, gonna win the competition. Oh, you're, so you're not saying? Okay, I don't now think I anyone. Know. From, oh, I don't think, no I don't think anyone from the bottom four will win it this year. Mm. Okay. I, I thought when if the Cowboys were there, yeah, you know, and there was a chance if they don't beat the, the Titans, I think then the Cowboys could possibly win from outside the four. But other than them, I think the uh, you're going to see the winner in that top four. Uh, dogs tonight? No. No, I like South Sydney tonight, Dan. Mm. Oh, they've been uh, impressive the last couple of weeks. Won two in a row. And just the way they dismantled um, the Knights last week, uh, I think they'll have a little bit too much attack 
for the Bulldogs, and um, the Bulldogs will go in to the finals. Um, yeah, without a win for a while. South Sydney were very confident earlier this week there. Now, I think the rains tipped the scales a bit, um, not so much back in Canterbury's favour, maybe levelled things out, but South Sydney were very confident earlier this week that they were going to beat Canterbury. They just settled on, you know, everyone talks about the spine, they just got it right at the back end of the season, did they? With Inglis there and Reynolds and Cody Walker, Walker he's been five, brewing at 5'8 mm. for him and at fullback. He's had a great year in his, in his first year. And Cook as well. I think, you know, he's been a revelation at dummy half for him and they've finally settled on that combination. They've been able to put it roll it out consecutive over the last few weeks and um, they're, they're showing they're playing like a side that should be in the eight. Oh, here's something for Reedy's mum when we did it in about eight or nine minutes who's Robbie Farrow going to sign with is it Cronulla or South you Don't, want me to say something right now no I'm, okay. I'll ask you okay. you should know you've been back in the country how long uh, a week, Dan. Oh, that's plenty of time. I you think mean. it's a week. All right, this is the Rush Hour on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Well, what a great theme song for what's about to come, given this is where Reedy puts the spear through some players and <laughs> ends careers. <laughs> where we do the show it is for the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final on October 2 and League is always brought to us by Totally Workwear. Now for the first time in a long time. Reedy. 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 You've got mail. It's time. You have mail. For Reedy's mail. Well done, Reedy. Before, before you start, Reedy, yeah. I don't want to blow in on your segment, but... Mm. How many people, when you're in Rio, how many of those Olympic athletes mm. came over and said, gee, I love your your, oh. your Rudy's Mail segment? Well, you'd be surprised, Gertz. How many? You'd be surprised. How many? I had to, I had to try and put a figure on it, Gertz. <laughs> <laughs> Very who popular was, segment. Who was the biggest personality that came over and recognised you and your Well, you're segment? saying. I was a big fan what of Rudy's Mail. Did Bogut come over the and say, you lo- love, the you, love your stuff, oh, no, Rudy? We know each other. He calls me, I call him the bogeyman. He calls me Rudy. Yeah, he's a big fan. Okay. Big Good. fan of the bogeyman. Okay. Paddy Mills? Oh, Paddy loves it. Did he's he? a big rugby league man, What about Paddy? your segment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aaron Woods. Yes. Is he going to play on Sunday? Well, this is interesting, Dan, because he obviously had that virus all week. He was on a drip earlier in the week at home uh, on the drip. Um, Obviously picked up the virus that affected the side last week uh, in New Zealand, and and he did not train today. The the expectation was that he would would return to training today, uh, and he'd be right, be cleared tomorrow. Now, as I understand it, he didn't train today. Mm. Uh, He's still basically at home, quarantined, trying to get over it. And we'll probably have a fitness test tomorrow to see that he plays. At this stage, I, I would think he would play, but he's certainly not, not in the clear. 100%. Not in the clear by the sounds of it. And given what's exta- at stake, that's a big blow for the West Tigers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Given who they're playing too, the size of the Raiders pack, yeah, they're exactly. going to need yeah. every big man they oh, have. Yeah. I, you don't want to be taking on Shannon Boyd no. when you're not 100%. No. But if anyone can do it, it's Aaron Woods. Okay, Dan. so not out, but certainly not 100%. Exactly, Dan. Is he one of your favourites already? He's a good fellow, Woodsy, okay, yeah. Good. Benji. Benji, now it's an interesting one, Dan, because obviously um, Benji's now taken to personally ringing coaches to try and get himself a gig for next year. He's run Craig Bellamy, he's run rung, uh, Brad Arthur. My understanding is Melbourne had a recruitment meeting this week and Benji's name wasn't on the radar. So it looks as though as much as hard as Benji's tried to rustle up some interest in Melbourne, that won't be happening. Um, Parramatta, it sounds as though Parramatta was more likely to go for a guy like Jackson Hastings rather than Benji Marshall. That's the name 
that's being mentioned at Parramatta at the moment. Obviously, Jackson's been on the outer at the Roosters. Is he signed for next year, Jackson? He's signed for next year, so he would need to get a release, but it appears as I, I don't think the Roosters would they'd stand give him his way. They'd give him up for a yeah. Mars bar and a coat, and the Roosters. <laughs> it sounds as though uh, potentially that's the way yeah. Parramatta may look rather than Benji Marshall. Connor Watson's um, as well. Yeah. You know, playing all right for the Roosters. So, like what are they going to do? The Roosters, they've got this bloke, Connor Watson. Yeah. Fennigan looks like Craig Wing. Yeah. And now they've got Luke Keary coming in. Yeah, so I know. what are they going to do next year? I know. Well, it's I a can't good, have too it's much a, depth a, around. It's there. a good problem to have, Dan, mm. isn't it? So uh, it looks as though Benji, obviously Benji, has made a decision on retirement, and the NRL is keeping its options open because Grand Final day, if he retires, he'll get the lap of honour and all that sort of stuff. So um, he's got right up to the last minute to make a decision on that. But at this stage, it looks as though he'll press on and try and find something. But there's no money out there for Benji Marshall at the moment. Mm. Unfortunately, okay. he says publicly he doesn't regret. Not taking the Dragons $300,000 offer, but surely. Well, I don't think to. that's his style then. I, I, I don't think he would regret it, Benji. I don't think he'd be second-guessing that move. I think um, he'd be second-guessing his own form rather than that decision. And, 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 and the injury run he's had hasn't helped him since... Uh, with a hamstring problem he's had, basically he's carried, carried throughout the entire year. That's it, what I think he'd be more concerned about. There's a media career there. It's, it's ready to go, Dan. So, and I don't, you know, he's not going to lose too much money by be, not putting his body on this the This is one of the year. issues because before they can press the go button on the media career, he needs to make a decision. He yeah. needs to decide whether he's going to press on again or retire. And once he retires, bang, the media career kicks in and, and there's other things waiting for him. Mm. He just needs to make that decision. Mm. Uh, Kieran Foran. Yeah, look, Kieran's the other one. It's an interesting one. It's my understanding Kieran's now decided he will negotiate his own contract. So he's basically estranged from his management group. I think that's been going on for a while now. And my understanding is he's notified then that he'll be doing the deal on his own. So, um, so does that mean that he's now open to discussions to come back to the game? Well, I think that that's, that's the beginning of that that process. I guess if he says to the management, "Look, I'm going to do it on my own," then obviously the next step would appear to be that he's going to going to go f- move forward and and try and strike a deal somewhere. And so, do you think that he'll be back in the game in 2017? I think he'll be back. Well, I mean, he needs the money. I would suspect. If, you know, if you will, he be allowed to play? Isn't he? Wasn't he under? Uh not banned by the NRL, but wasn't there an issue there? Well, I think he'd need to jump through some hoops, Dan. I'm not sure they'll stand his way and stop him playing next year. I think he'll need to jump through some through some hoops, but and there's plenty of time to do that. Obviously, the season doesn't start sure. next year till March, so um, between now and then, if he can sort out an offer somewhere, and I don't, you know, I don't think Kieran will have a problem finding an offer from somewhere. I think there's enough time for him to 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 sort out what he's got to do with the NRL. All right, there we go. Do you want the, something on Robbie, Robbie Farrell? Oh yes. Now, Dan, this is an interesting one because, again, Robbie's in the same situation as Benji. He needs to make a call on his future. The West Tigers are ready to go. They've got everything set to go Sunday to, to farewell Robbie Farrow. We were told this was going to be done on Tuesday. Well, the, I mean, the sticking point is that he wants a, you know, his management wants a lump sum payout pay, pay out on the final year of his deal, and the club wants to basically keep going as per, which is they pay him monthly on the amount they owe him. That's the difference between the deal he gets. Assume that and the money's owed. I assume, and please tell me if I'm wrong. That's how cut players. That's how they're paid. They, they continue to be paid, whether it's fortnightly or monthly. However, they used to be paid. That just mm. continues until the end of their contract. Well, that's my understanding, Dan. That's the way it normally goes. But at the moment, they want a lump sum payout, and that's what's holding this whole thing up. Because Has he got one they year don't have the money. Years? Is it just one? He's more got one year, year to go. Okay. Yeah. They, well, they they don't want to have the money to, to because that's a significant mm. amount of money. You're talking. 
at a very minimum, I would suggest the the Tigers will have to foot a bill for six hundred and fifty thousand. I mm. can't imagine any club's going to pay Robbie more than three hundred thousand because they've got the t- Tigers over a barrel. Yeah. So you know, this is a club that doesn't have a lot of money. But I don't know if a lot of clubs have got an, enough a lot of money to be able to say, bang, here's, here's Who, a check for six hundred. It was told to me that both South and Cronulla are very interested, but they and the Tigers could not meet on the figure because obviously, as you said, whatever the new club. However short they are, the Tigers have to make that up. Mm. And I was told the Tigers wanted to pay something like they wanted the new club to play three, pay three fifty, and South nor Cronulla were willing to pay that much. Am mm. I in the ballpark there? Well, I, I, I would think that the Tigers now resigned to playing a massive amount for Robbie Farah. That the sticking point, I don't th- think it's the figure. I think the sticking point is now the way that figure's paid because I, I think there's a general assumption now he's probably going to go to South Sydney. Um, is that going to be a one-year or two-year deal? Well, by the sounds of it, it'd be a two-year deal. But obviously, he's only got one year left. The Tigers, Tigers have to pay him for the, mm-hmm. for next year as well. But the assumption is now he'll go to South Sydney. Uh, it's just a matter of him pulling the trigger and, and, and they'll rubber stamp it and it's done. Okay. All right. Well done. Thanks, Dan. Nice comeback with Rudy's mail. Yeah. More after this. But the bogey man. The bogey man would have enjoyed that, Dan. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Hello to wherever he is at the moment. Paddy, I'm, Paddy Mills. I'm Millsy. sure listening via um, podcast or streaming. Della Vadova. Oh, Delhi. This yeah. is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Sports update. We're a bit of overtime tonight. Teams should be in shortly for Canterbury and South Sydney. Uh, we'll do those... Uh, in fact, I'm told both are 1-17, to 17, so there's no changes to report. League news for Biden's lawyers protecting your future. If you missed it from earlier, the Sharks say Andrew Fafita has accepted recommendations to cut public ties with Kieran Loveridge. Fafita does deny the FKL initials texted on his wrist referred to free Kieran Loveridge. That is thanks to Brighton's lawyers. Mitchell Stark and Josh Hazelwood won't play in the upcoming one-day series in South Africa. No. In order to be What's fresh. wrong with them? Well, they're being rested. Oh. They're fast bowlers. Like Smitty. But Smitty came well, home, didn't the, he? Yeah. Is he going back? No, he doesn't have to. No? No, no, because this is Sri Lanka they're currently in. Then okay. they'll come home, they'll go to South Africa for a bunch of games. Okay. They'll come back and they'll play the test series mm-hmm. here against South Africa. That's a good move, resting those two. They've um, been huge on the subcontinent. The... <laughs> How good have they been on the over there? Subcondiment. Condiment. <laughs> the final game Con- of the Sri Lankan series is Sunday. And it's a weekend off in the rugby championship as, as it is in the AFL. Uh, there's the EJ Witten Legends game in the AFL. That's about all that's happening this weekend. This is the rush hour. That was the sports update for Magic Glass. Scratch up with Joel Kane after this and have one more look at uh, South and Canterbury, which is the Friday night game. More after this on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. Triple M, it is the Rush Hour. Just about done for a Friday night. This weekend we're doing Dragons Newcastle, the first ever game of the Captain's Challenge. Maybe the one and only. Uh, how do you think it'll go? Good. It's, it's strange I- to try something for only one game. Well, if the, I mean, you know, I'm... Good on the two captains and coaches for going ahead with it and giving it a trial as opposed to waiting till next season. I like it. I actually like the fact that they're just going to be able to uh, send, make a decision on uh, the tries and, and no try decisions. And uh, I think in uh, what we saw in the under-20s when they're allowed to make uh, captain's calls everything. on any, anything, it slowed the game down. But I think this is a good thing. And where can, we, where can it go, Dan? It can't get any worse, can it, with the bunker at the moment? 
Do you know, I asked Todd Greenberg about this yesterday. The bunker gets a bit of a bad rap. Do you know the bunker's success rate this year has been over 99%? It's got over 99% of calls right, and, and still it's maligned. Yeah, but who says 99%? Well, it's from the NRL. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say, what do you say? Well, Tony Archer's come out yeah? and said they got one wrong. They came so out. is that the one last week against yeah. the Warriors? Because there was two in that game. Look, they did say the shot clock has saved 10 hours of football, mm. and the bunker is saving 12 seconds per try. So it has had an improvement. I'm with you, Goods. It's a nothing game tomorrow, let's be yeah. honest. So let's try it. Absolutely. The only problem is they should have done this three weeks ago. Let's have all the non-top eight games... Let, let's try it for five or six games and get a much bigger has sample been, size. What, have there, has there been but I think a also, non-top eight though, games? Yeah, last one. Yeah, we've but, caught a lot of them, oh, yeah. let me, let me okay. assure you. Yeah, but they're, 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 some of those results could have affected teams in the top eight, Dan, I think you'll find. No, what I'm saying is, say, for instance, last week, you're right, but there yes. were a few. Newcastle South, that doesn't affect uh, so, uh, the game we're calling Warriors Parramatta. Parramatta Dragons on Monday night. Yeah, but they're not going to allow that, are they? The Warriors and the Eels, they're not actually not going to allow that. That's to correct. But you say you wonder well, why. Well, if I'm the NRL, I'm saying, well, tough... Uh, Just do it. Tough titties and... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's get on go. with it. Because yeah. it would have been nice to see it four or five games yep. instead of one. Yep. Because it's not going to make it... Well, sure, they wouldn't make a a game-changing decision on one game. Well, they are mm. doing the Holden Cup finals too, aren't they, Dan? So it's not just on one game. They yeah, are we using need to it. see it in the big stuff yeah. where the scrutiny is at its heaviest. Well, I don't no disagree, Dan. All I right. don't disagree. Let's go to Joel Kane from... I love it when we agree. Sportsbet.com.au. Hello, Joel. Hello, man. How are we doing? I'm going all right. Do you like... Are you calling that tomorrow? Yeah, well, I absolutely love the idea. Absolutely love it because the poor old refs get hammered for things. But now... It turns it back on the captains. You'll have a scenario where they make a poor judgment to challenge something, bomb their decision to do so, and then later on when they may have needed it, uh, they won't have it up their sleeve. So mm. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I'm with you, Joel. So we will get a, a, a sample tomorrow. I don't want to say Gertz is confident about South, but he was looking up 13-plus <laughs> on sportsbet.com.au. <laughs> One of the odds for tonight's game. Well, he would have seen four, uh, $5.50 rather. Oh, what a, what a surprise. 13 plus and yeah. Gerd's a mad casher out of us so he knows if they oh, get out oh please <laughs> yeah. if they hit the lead Joel I'll be out you'll be outskies yeah. you don't um, think less of yourself as a man do you when you do the cash out I've never cashed out in my life Dan there's nothing wrong with oh, cashing out of course there is cash out I've said it before is for cowards you put a bet on Mate, you hang in there I have aim, faith I aim to finish in front of where I started oh, I've and if heard that means cashing out some of the shenanigans you get up to with your <laughs> betting Dan you you then start betting against yourself just so you can have a little win as opposed to going all the yes, way yes have you ever seen that movie you know Trotter with Richard Dreyfus, where he goes it's called Let It Ride you should watch that, Dan, for okay. inspiration. Joel, you would know that. It's one of the hey, all-time classics. This was the best of all time, Let It Ride, that I've seen for a while. Anyway, last week, a fella had $20 all-up or a multi on uh, who scored the two tries? Uh, Ethan Lowe. Ethan Lowe to yep. score two tries for the Cowboys into a hat-trick for Bevan French. $20 turned into 37000 No way. Yeah. Let it go. Let It Ride at its best. Oh, that's all time, and he deserved it. See, Dan, yeah, there's some yeah. inspiration for you. Yeah. Get this movie out. Okay, great right. show. All I know is movies like the one uh, uh, with um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and he runs the company Payroll, takes it to the casino. He's got a massive gambling problem. Mm. Anyway, gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> league player, yeah. uh, and but he runs this money up. He's you know he's millions ahead, but he's such an addict. He just says, "I can't. No, I'm sorry. I've got to keep going." 
And so for me, once I get a little bit in front, I say, mm. thank you, sports bet. I'll just take my little collect okay. and I'll walk away. 13 plus that's anyway. That's to do it, Dan. Thank you, Joel. Uh, so that's big win. Little win. Bulldogs are favourites. First try scorer. Oh, and uh, tell me about this mega bet you've got on tonight's game. Yeah, so Brett Morris, he scored like something like 10 out of the last seven at ANZ. So here's the mega bet. Morris uh, brothers, Burgess brothers, to combine for three or more tries, $5, max bet $100. And you think about it, Brett could almost do it by himself. Josh always scores tries. Sam's who's not afraid to score. And he hasn't played since that uh, grand final in 2014 against the Dogs. But the most important motivation, boys, Tom and George looking to get off the nudie run. Oh, okay. Hang on. Does the runt of the litter, Joe Burgess, does he count? Yeah. Uh-huh. No. Oh. And, Joel, do you really think that the Burgess brothers are trying to get off the nudie run? If I was them, I'd be <laughs> the first one to have my gear off. <laughs> so would I. <laughs> if, you, if you're George. And you're I'd be passing. <laughs> Pass you, it off. You take an intercept. You're five minutes out. You just stop dead. And just, look for somebody. And just whip the shirt off as you pass it. Uh, you've got the new sports bet multi-builder. Well, it's not new anymore. It's been there for a while and it's very very good it's the easiest way to put on a multi download the sports bet app today and please we, we have a bit of fun here but yes. please gamble respond. only bet with money mm-hmm. you can afford to have a bit of fun with don't be an idiot gamble responsibly because uh, there's nothing, no worse feeling get goods than that gambling hangover no nah, bet, w- bet with your head Dan not over it thank you thank you Joel see you Joel fellas, take care you too we'll talk to you over the weekend we're just about done gentlemen only see 10 minutes late see you Dan Goodbye. have a great weekend thank see you tomorrow you Thank you, Thanks, uh, Randy. Dan. Nice to have you back. Oh, great to be back. Oh, and let's finish. For those that missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do the story. This was at yeah. 6.10, so we'll do it again for the late people. At the US Open, Nick Kyrgios is into the third round. Meantime, Bernard Tomic has been fined $10,000 for his lewd comment from the other day. If you missed the story, here's what he said. Paraphrased Sam- by Chef from South Park, <laughs> who... Paraphrased by Chef from South Park Who is talking about his cooking here Say everybody haven't seen my balls They're big and salty and brown If you ever need a quick pick me up Just stick my balls in your mouth Ooh Suck on my chocolate salted balls Yeah, Bernie Suck on my chocolate salted balls They're fat full of vitamins And good for you this Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now.